so hi welcome to good noise podcast i'm shane i'm glory and we're here with mike zimmer from so what music festival and we're asking some questions today about about the festival um so congrats on the announcement and everything that's been going on with that uh what inspired you to create the festival so what fest and where did the name come from um so we started the festival in 2008 um it was called, well, originally it was our like anniversary show. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first concert I ever did was in March of 2004. And so 2005 was our one year anniversary. 2006 was our two year and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, by the fourth year, our graphic designer at the time was just kind of like, hey, you should just call this South by So What? Because mm-hmm. people are coming to this festival instead of going to South by Southwest. And um I was like, oh, that's clever. Let's go with that. And so the fourth year anniversary was actually called South by So What? And um, it, it basically, because March is always South by Southwest, our anniversary show was always bands coming from South by Southwest to Texas and then a mix of local bands. So um, we started getting to a point where um, we were actually competing with South by Southwest and um, mm-hmm. they had let us use their name, like the South by name that they own um, without any kind of charge or anything. And then they're like, Hey, you know, um, take this as a endearing thing, but you're, you're competing with us now. Like you're selling wow. tickets all, all around the world. And yeah. um, if you want to keep using this name, that's pulling people from our festival, you need to pay to license it. And we're like, no, so we're oh. just going to call it. So, we're going to call it So What. Um, so we'd already built up the brand. And then in the year that we changed it to So What, um, it's also kind of like a transition period where um, we had already booked Riff Raff one year. We'd already booked G-Eazy one year. But we hadn't really gone heavy into hip hop. And we kind of wanted to rebrand our festival as like, who cares about genres who cares about any of that like all of this stuff flows together like it was always cool that warp tour when there was a hip-hop stage or an edm Mm -hmm. stage or whatever it was and um we just want to be a festival that does what we always saw festivals like south by southwest do which is like introduce you to your new favorite band like obviously you go to a festival like south by southwest or rolling loud or coachella or whatever because of the big headliner names that are worth the ticket price but then you also catch yourself at like one of the many stages discovering new music um and so we wanted to create that experience for people where they might be on their way to go see their favorite band for the 10th time and they hear somebody else and they're like oh i'm gonna go watch this instead and like they discover that music um but that's the kind of long answer of how we got the name <laughs> very nice that was awesome yeah. yeah that's crazy how how uh south by southwest was like hey can you can you stop doing this because you're kind of competing with us now and they were they were very <laughs> kind about it they weren't like hey we're gonna we're gonna sue you or whatever because you're using your name yeah, our name our yeah it's so crazy. funny because like i i didn't tell that story for a couple of years just because like i mean i don't know what happens when you get like legal things like that in conversations and mm-hmm. um people were like oh they got sued by south by southwest like no definitely did it mm-hmm. if anything like we were the only thing that was keeping rock and metal acts t- to continue going to south by southwest like the artery showcase and things like that that used to be like the place to go at south by southwest for like the only all ages shows and things like that mm-hmm. um we were helping that 
you know, continue happening. So if anything, it was like a cool coexistence, but it's very easy to see something growing and be like, ah, you're using our name. So give us some money. (laughs) Sorry. But uh, South by Southwest, I'm pretty sure is now owned by different people. So I don't care. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. So how would you say the process has changed from your first festival up to the one in 2022? Have you become more confident in pitching for bigger bands? Have you become more confident in the festival overall? What has that switch been like? Um, I think it's just been, I mean, it's always been people submitting to us. So like we'll have our, our handful of headliners that we like really want to go after, but for the most part, um, even when I first started doing shows, the only reason that I ever got national acts on is because I was doing this local show anyway. And then people were like, Hey, I have this band and this band in town for South by Southwest. Is it possible to hop on what you're doing? And then obviously started growing from three national touring bands to 10 to 20 mm-hmm. to however many, um, I guess the one thing that stayed consistent is that we're crazy people and we try to have as many stages and artists as possible and make it a logistical nightmare for everyone who has to load in the bands and everything but Mm -hmm. um it i mean i've definitely gotten more confident in the brand power that we have and um you see that in us going from like a minor league stadium to what used to be a major league baseball stadium Mm -hmm. um getting getting artists like black bear 24k golden two chains like stepping it up on that level and even even the artists like some 41 and simple plan like in the scheme of things like those are warped tour headliners um yeah and normally like we we've had like asking alexandria headline we've had um you know under oath headline we've had newfound glory headline but really like the just kind of like combination of what we have this year is something that we've never done and it's it's crazy to us and um we'll put on the the playlist and just listen on shuffle and just like be amazed at like, Oh yeah, I forgot about this band playing and this artist is playing. And like it, it gets kind of, kind of like overwhelming in, in the best way. And um, yeah, I mean the, the stuff mostly comes to us though. And we'll like right now we're kind of like putting out feelers of like, Hey, we would really like this artist headline. Will they be, touring next spring or summer or whatever um ironically we booked this specific weekend around what was convenient for the parkway drive <laughs> which just canceled and what was convenient for the i prevail tour that had another artist that we were the drop extremely yeah. excited about that is yeah. no longer it's no oh, that longer not happening Oh man. Well, not not this not at this time. Okay. Like um so there was a lot of tours. Even even Black Bear was going to be doing a tour this spring and that shifted. So um okay. it's it's kind of <laughs> like we're on a whole new weekend in a different time period. And mm-hmm. I think it'll end up being good, but it's like that kind of dictated um uh, when we move the festival to because it's always been the same weekend as South by Southwest. We always get that overflow traffic or like vice versa mm-hmm. um but yeah it's uh i think we're gonna i think we're gonna keep this weekend and just keep doing what we're doing because memorial day weekend everybody's got monday off anyway so 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. You guys picked a oh good my weekend. God. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so you guys have close to 200 artists on the lineup this year, ranging all sorts of genres all over the place. What made you want to like put together a, a festival that's so rich in genres? It's just what I listen to. Like, I feel like the average person that loves music, not, not the person that loves hardcore, not the person that loves metal, not the person that loves hip hop, the average music listener doesn't stick to one genre. Like, uh, I mean, I'd already kind of seen the transition of hip hop, like hip hop artists becoming rock stars, like yeah. going to day and night festival, uh, like six years ago and seeing like suicide boys on a small stage with everybody like crowd surfing and moshing and, um, just kind of the energy and like, it's even more, um, more of a thing now with like all the collabs with like Travis Barker and like mm -hmm. rappers wanting to be rock stars and rock stars wanting to work with rappers. And there's just so much crossover. I think that, um, the downtime in 2020 and 2021 created a lot of interesting collaborations that probably would have never happened. And mm -hmm. just looking through people's Spotify wrapped, I was like, okay, I'm not the only one that's going from listening to two chains to the wonder years to bring yeah. the horizon. Like, mm -hmm. There's a million of us. And like, uh, I think uh, the majority of the response has been like overwhelmingly positive and like As it a lot of people, especially like college students and like people that are just like, they have a bunch of different friend groups. Like they're very, open to it but there's there's definitely like an area of like our diehard like metalcore fans that are just like what are you doing and it's like mm -hmm. well just stay at stay at the two metal stages like yeah. exactly yeah there's plenty of metal bands there for you yeah the funniest thing to me is that like we this is the most stages we've ever had this is the biggest footprint we've ever had so in theory and mathematically this is the most metal bands we've ever had this is the most mm -hmm punk bands we've ever had like whatever you're there for there's more artists than you've ever seen before on the festival so yeah. it's uh it's kind of it's a lot of education of like just look carefully at the flyer like you don't have to go watch two chains if you want to see somebody else like no one's no one's gonna force you to to listen to whatever genre you don't want to listen to but i really hope that you come to the festival and you understand what we're doing and what the vision is um there's, there's obviously plenty of festivals that do things like this. I mean, Coachella, Lollapalooza, they mix it in. It's just that it's not that super heavy and then super pop punk and then mm -hmm. super hip hop. Like it's kind of like all cohesive of like what's mainstream. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like we've just kind of combined some mainstream notable acts with a lot of underground on all levels. And yeah. that's, what, that's what I love about it is like you're going to see um, if you go look at like old bamboozle videos you see asap rocky performing on the beach on a small stage and he's yeah. like him and his whole crew like all the asap dudes are out there and they're like doing the interviews and just loving the camera and like mm -hmm. you can tell they they have not experienced any of this like his album hadn't dropped yet and yeah. he was just having so much fun being at this rock festival and like mm -hmm. that's the kind of stuff i want i want someone to say that they came to our festival and at 2 p.m they saw this rap artist who's now like bigger than trippy red in a couple of years or mm -hmm. this big hardcore band or whatever um yeah I like god that. i love his have rocky <laughs> <laughs> no he's one of my favorites like someone asked me i do uh once we get close to the festival like starting last night i just get online late at night and like talk to people and 
someone was like, what are three artists that you would love to book as headliners? And I was like, mm-hmm. bring me the horizon, Blink-182 and ASAP Rocky. Like, that's my dream. That would, Those be, three yeah, headliners. That would be sick. And, yeah. and it's weird to the, to the person that only likes Blink-182 or only likes ASAP Rocky or only likes bring me the horizon. But to anyone that listens to music, you're like, okay, ASAP Rocky has been pushing boundaries lately. Blink-182, mm-hmm. Travis Barker has been experimenting with every kind of music. Yeah. And then bring me the horizon. You can't even put a genre on them anymore. So no. like, it all flows as long as you've like, kept up with music since 2016 mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> yeah exactly you're yeah you're right you're right <laughs> uh, so speaking about the massive and impressive amount of bands that you actually have on this lineup this year uh, how do you recommend a smaller band who's possibly listening to this watching this interview right now uh, reach out to you and they want to be on the festival do they email you do they call you what what's that process like what should they do so we always post um at the beginning of like teasing the festival, a submission application. And this year over 900 people filled it out. Wow. And then we had, yeah, we had um, also a submission thing on our website. So I obviously got like hundred emails there. I think between like DMs, emails and that, we probably got almost 2000 people that submitted and like, we're still getting it. Um, My best advice is to just be professional, like submit Mm -hmm. through that maybe follow up, but when you follow up, include your name, include your music links, don't attach files because it goes to junk mail when you attach too much music and photos. And just like, don't be full of yourself. Like Mm -hmm. I listen to music 24 seven. I live on playlists. I'm constantly going like, if I like this artist, I want to listen to these artists. And like, I'm, I'm paying attention to everything. Like, I feel like I have a really good idea of like what's up and coming. So when you send me an email and all you say is you all need to quit sleeping on me, you're missing out. I'm just like, who are you? What is your music? And what am I missing out on? Like there's so many artists that just like DM us that that's their first approach. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I get it. Like there's, there's an ego thing that goes on with artists a lot and that's just not the way to do it. Like, I'm not going to be impressed by that. Even if you are a great artist and I listen and I'm like, damn, this is really cool. And be like, yeah, but you like the way you approached it. Like, I don't exactly. feel like, like you, you were entitled, you thought you were entitled to it versus like earning it. And we really do like go through those submissions and we listen and um, it gets very overwhelming by the time it's at 900, but we do find artists through there and we do book them. And like, I've signed artists to my small record label from there. I've managed artists on there. Like, I've helped out artists in multiple ways that we found on there. So it's definitely the best way. I mean, there's also like, if you're on Twitter and you tweet me a link to a video, I'm mm-hmm. probably going to click on it. Um, chances of with like Spotify or Apple music, like maybe, but if it's a music video, I'm just, I'm always in, interested from like the creativity standpoint of yeah. like what you did with your music video. And you might be my new favorite band just because you sent me your music video. Um, so I definitely recommend that. I'm like very active on Twitter, <laughs> like too active. Uh, I think my PR company has me on alerts and I feel bad for them because they always see things like immediately. And I'm like, you have to have me on alerts unless you're just like 24 also on Twitter all the time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And they've got too many emails to answer to be on Twitter 24 seven. Right. Like- exactly. <laughs> Wait, so you mentioned that overall, probably this year for this festival, you guys got 2000 submissions do you personally go through every single submission or do you have like a team that kind of whittles it down and then brings together like a thousand for you um i listen to as many as i can um 
keep in mind, like we started teasing the festival probably last summer. So okay. like it goes in waves. Um, and I only post about it again, like once I'm kind of caught up on it. So after the initial like blast of like submit your, your music, it kind of like trickles in. Um, there's definitely been years where it was in like 300 range, 400 range, where yeah. I've listened to every single artist on there. Um, some it's five seconds. I hear the opening notes of your music video and I'm just over it. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it's the full, yeah. the full song and then clicking more songs, but I try to listen to everything that's sent. And sometimes I don't get to it until after the festival. Like right now I know that we're full. So anything new that comes in, I'm just not going to check out right now, but I might mm-hmm. look at it later as we're like thinking of signing artists to our record label or we're working on other festivals. Like I, um, I also emailed everybody and said, thank you for submitting. Submissions are now closed. However, if you would like to attend the festival, we'll give you a 25% off discount. Oh, code nice. And you That's can save sweet. money on your tickets. Yeah. Um, no one really took me up on it. So it's weird. What the but- fuck? <laughs> That's 25% off the fucking ticket, bro. Come on. <laughs> They're just like, let me know if a slot opens up. I'm like, okay, well, it's not going to happen. Yeah, yeah well, that's not well, happening. Listen to the size of Parkway Drive because their slot just opened up today. <laughs> um, so what what should attendants kind of expect going into this festival? Especially, like, there's some hesitancy with uh, music festivals after the whole Astroworld thing. So, like, what what are you kind of saying to the, the attendants? Um, that's part of, like, going crazy on Twitter last night. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I kind of went into all of that, like, basically – um our festival is at a venue that could technically fit probably like fifty thousand people if we oh. used all the seats if we mm-hmm. if we exp- used every inch of everything that's outside the stadium mm-hmm. but we capped tickets at twenty thousand um i don't think it will hit twenty thousand if we do that's great but great. um point being the space is big enough for fifty thousand people so it'll be easy for you to get a little bit away from stages, sit down with your friends, hang out, relax. There's a concourse all around the stadium that's shaded, that's covered, that has seats. There's water fountains everywhere. There's indoor bathrooms. There's porta potties outside. There's hydration stations. There's multiple EMT stations. Um, there's you know water at the stages in case you need it. There's emergency people there. There's security. Um, we've taken every precaution possible on our end and mm-hmm. our goal has always been to be a festival that is by fans for fans like we're never going to try to squeeze every last ticket and dollar and like another thing i posted last night is that we have a hotel portal on our website and we bypassed getting a commission on it so that attendees could get the cheapest possible room so instead of them tacking on like 10 bucks a room or whatever so that we can you know ultimately make a couple thousand dollars extra we Mm -hmm. just decided to opt out of that and have a lower rate for the fans Mm -hmm. um so i think you you experience a festival that's put on by people that give a shit like we want people to have a good time um i remember the last time that we had our festival, um, there was a lot of people speaking out about things that were happening at music festivals, how guys mm-hmm. were being creepy, how they felt uncomfortable. And I tweeted my number out and I said, if you're at So What Music Festival and there's anybody making you feel uncomfortable or anything, please text me. If you don't feel comfortable with me responding, I have females on my team that can come or mm-hmm. I have you know, security that can come and find you or whatever. Um, 
we're just like, I don't care. Like if you have my number for the rest of your life, because I posted it and helped you out of a situation like cool. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about that was like, I did have two people that texted me and we did have one person removed that was like an ex-boyfriend that was there and he was harassing somebody, oh, wow. but mm -hmm. there was like nobody that took advantage of it. You know what I mean? Like nobody yeah. took my number and like texted me about their band or like yeah. anything like that. Like they, they were like, Oh cool. I'm glad he's doing this. I'm not going to like ruin that. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm which was cool but like that's just kind of how we are like me and my business partner and our team like we're all music fans we go to concerts even if we're not putting them on like we still look for new music and we want everyone to have the best experience like i know what it's like to go to a music festival that overcharges on everything doesn't mm -hmm. have free water doesn't care about anything other than their you know bottom line and like i just that's not us like there's no we have like a, a fan base that cares about us like yesterday when I was going through everything like and and posting all these different things like a bunch of people were just making comments about how much they like love and appreciate us and like yeah. asking if they can meet us like <laughs> at the festival the like, will you be around so that we can meet you like mm -hmm. yeah like we don't care about the meet and greet do we get to meet you guys and like it's just cool like that's kind of how it's always been for me like since day one is like I've always been the face of this company and just tried to um make it as much about the fans and and like we listen to people like we've gotten in arguments with venues when they've posted that tickets or parking is going to be this price and then it's double that we're like nope mm -hmm. you're either not charging for parking or you're doing back to what you were or that's cool we're just you know like you can't just do things like that and like mm -hmm. i've already given people a heads up that parking is going to be expensive because the big 12 tournament is going on for baseball it's it's the first weekend of summer really Six Flags is there. Like all these mm -hmm. parking lots are controlled by outside companies that charge whatever they want. So just use Uber or Lyft and and go to the Uber drop off. It's right by the entrance. You'll be fine. Like there's plenty of Ubers and Lyfts. You're not going to get stranded. Mm -hmm. um, I'd rather tell you to do that than, than pay for parking. But who knows if Uber is going to be surging or whatever. Like it's, yeah, it's mm -hmm. all a trick now. <laughs> yep. Yeah. I, I just I appreciate how like open that you guys have been about everything because you know between Asher World and then everyone freaking out about when we were young fest, there's a lot of hesitancy mm -hmm. like behind these music festivals. So it's very important that these these music festivals are as public as possible about everything. Mm -hmm. It was just so goofy last night. Someone was like, "I wish y'all had booked all the hip hop artists and increased your ticket price." I was like, "Ticket what? prices didn't increase." Like our last festival for so what in <laughs> Dallas was in 2017. In the last five years, the cost of everything has gone up. Everybody yeah. who was in the who was a gig worker stopped being in the gig economy, and now they're mm -hmm. like, okay, well, if I'm going to go back to this, I want to make a livable wage. I want to get paid right, exactly. and like you have to do that. Like you have to pay people better. All the equipment costs more. Gas prices are more. So like we could remove the entire rap lineup, and it's still going to be like a hundred bucks a day for a ticket, which is mm -hmm. cheap. Like when you get it down. But mm -hmm. even like again, when I made that comment. Everybody was like, well, the people complaining are never going to come anyway. And all the people that are coming appreciate what you're doing. And I'm like, thank you. Like, we have the best fans. Like, there'll be people on our posts that, like, are talking shit. And, like, somebody, at least one person, sometimes as many as, like, 10 people have already responded to them before I even see it. And they're just like, That's no, good. these guys would never do that. Like, people were making TikTok videos when um, when, when We Were Young was announced and, our, and we were announced. They were making videos about how both festivals were fake. And people were like, I don't, your lineup's I don't know. just that good. There's no way. <laughs> they're, like, they're like, we don't know, we don't know about you know the logistics of when we were young, but that Mike Zimmer and Dirtshin Productions have been doing this festival for you know 
10 years now and there's they actually do put these festivals on and they care about their family like people are making tiktoks defending me and i'm like i don't know you but that's great <laughs> yeah thanks. i just i can't believe the people were like yeah this festival is fake out of all the festivals yours is fake your lineup is just yeah. that good exactly <laughs> it's hilarious like but they they just like so part of hyping up a festival for bands is being like holy shit, can't believe we're playing with this artist yeah. or mm-hmm. did, didn't realize that this artist was on it. And so people are like, oh, the band wasn't even aware they were playing. I'm like, you can't oh possibly tell. Like when an agent tells a band they get a festival offer, they either confirm it or they don't. They're like, oh, who's a couple other artists we'd be playing with? They don't get mm-hmm. a list of 250 names and it's like, here's yeah, everybody that's confirmed. Yeah. You don't get the <laughs> ad that two months beforehand. No. Yeah. Like, come on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Uh, so speaking of the lineup uh what act that you booked made you kind of just go oh my god there's no way this is real which which act was that for you and maybe one from each genre oh yeah yeah yeah. we got the uh the two chains confirmation i didn't think it was real i was like there's no way (laughs) um definitely the two chains one like trippy red makes sense he he collaborates with a lot of people in the rock world uh, he's sick. done songs with like my friends in polyphia and dance cabin dance and stuff so like it, it made sense that he would want to do this same with yeah. ray strummer like they're one of the first rap acts that like i literally went into the crowd um at camp flog in la and yeah. ripped my pants open <laughs> in the pit to them, like just going crazy like, that's the dream like, yeah like, camp going crazy. And, then I, and then i walked out and i was like oh my god my my pants are ripped oh, all the way. Uh, that's how you know you had a you had so, a good time in the pit, you know? Yeah. But I mean, yeah, like two chains was one. Um let's see. Uh I mean we've booked Parkway, we've booked I Prevail. Um, the ghost inside definitely. I didn't mm-hmm. like they're they're very picky about what they do. They barely barely ever do anything um because of the accident that they were in. They just they do a few shows a year and that's that um and then i would say black bear like for me black bear was more of like a full circle moment because we booked him on the acoustic stage when he used to go by the name matt busto wow and like i've stayed in touch with him when i moved to la for a couple years like i would hang out with him and mod son at their house and like they were still like he wasn't black bear that you know today and mod son wasn't mod son that you know today they were just two dudes that were like literally in the studio and creating every single day um, yeah. And it was really cool to be around that sometimes, but to see him on a headliner level, like mm-hmm. he's doing that, um, that big Red Rock show, like mm-hmm. a couple of days later, um, which, which screwed us over because everyone thought we were going to announce Neck Deep before oh. we didn't announce Neck Deep. They're like, where's Neck Deep? And then we announced Chase Atlantic and they're like, okay, that's fine. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> We'll take that. Um, but yeah, I mean, and then, I mean, even Chase Atlantic's like another full circle one because we originally confirmed them in like 2015 mm-hmm. to be the first U.S. show that they ever did. They were wow. coming for South by Southwest and they're going to play So What as a warm-up show. And then they just canceled all their plans. They needed to finish their record first. And so we've never worked with them. Like I've been friends Ooh. with them ever since. Like when they got booked on the festival, they all added me on social media. We like started a talking strategy of like how to put their band in the spotlight when they were that small. When I moved to LA, like they were always around and hung out with them. And like, so having them go from like, we were going to debut them to now like hundreds of millions of plays and sold out tours. Like mm-hmm. it's just really cool to see that. 
Um, nothing that we booked was as surprising as two chains. So like, that was just the one that like, I didn't think we were ever going to get it done. I'm like, there's, there's no way this dude's going to want that festival. Like, <laughs> and then he did. Yeah. So that's what and matters. Rebecca yeah. Black is a crazy one too. And also how high she's built, like how big she's gotten. Mm-hmm. So for us, that was just like, it fits. You know what I mean? It like does. she's maybe not that big yet, but I think it's, if anything, it's just because people haven't listened. Like her new music is insane. Like she's oh, so, so good. good. Mm-hmm. And she has such a big like cult following of fans. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's just she's great so like putting her up there with 303 100 gex like it just made sense and like we were one of the first i think we were the first festival to book her and then we noticed that she started getting booked on a bunch of other stuff and like it's so exciting like i'll, I'll dm her the other day from the so what account and i was like we were just so excited to have you like when we posted her her post and she shared it and she's like y'all are the best like this is just crazy because i remember like I heard that song and I hated that song mm-hmm. and I never wanted to hear that song again. Yeah. yeah. And then all of a sudden I saw her on social media and her music. And I was like, who is it? Like, yeah. I, that's the same person. No it's way. Not, there's no and way. Yeah, I, like, exactly. listening, I'm like, I love this. Like, mm-hmm. but I mean, like she was a kid making basically a Disney song and now she's an adult doing whatever she wants. And it's like, okay, this is very different. This is an evolution that you want to see an artist have. And I'm so, I'm so excited for her set. Like, she's going to be awesome. <laughs> Hell yeah. Sure. Um, so can you talk just a little bit about, like, the process of, like, booking booking this festival and, and wrangling in all of these bands? Uh, it's, uh, I mean, we confirmed our last artist today. Like, we've no. been booking for almost a year. So, this is what happens is you book, you start booking in like March and then you have a strong lineup and then plans change and artists drop. Um, <laughs> I'm not, I can't say the artists that we were going to have. <laughs> I was gonna oh. say, say whatever. Well, I'll tell you how different the lineup was going to be, but um, I don't want to break people's hearts because a lot of people have been suggesting these artists. I, um, I think I might but, know. Like, I'll ask later. So like our first the first the first offer that we ever sent was bring me the horizon. Mm-hmm. And um we were really trying to make that work. And then they couldn't do it because the festival they were gonna play ended up not happening. So they're gonna come to the United States for a couple shows. Um so that went away. And then we were kind of like debating do we wanna go like Deftones offspring like mainstream or do we wanna stay underground? Um and so from there, uh, we somehow landed on trying to get the biscuit. Did that not work out, I guess? And then, Fred wasn't free. Well, no. Then, then the Coachella thing happened. Or not Coachella, Lollapalooza. Oh. Where, where he just, like, blew up again. Like, mm-hmm. it, yeah. it, they're, like, their price, like, doubled overnight. And there's just <laughs> no way. We're like, okay, Never maybe mind. in the future. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, like, I mean, it's it's just funny because, like, you'll have like if i had a sketchbook of how many different lineups we thought we were gonna have you're like oh that one would have been cool or that one like i think mm-hmm. at one point the goal was that it was going to be like deftones bring me the horizon limit biscuit we're like that's going to sell out in a second oh yeah and then it just like slowly got down to other things and and um we confirmed waka flaka and that was because we'd seen him at warp tour we know that he fucks mm-hmm. with the scene and we're like okay we need some other hip-hop artists and we're yeah. like hey we have 
Waka Flocka on this festival. Here's the other artists that we have. It's kind of like uh, Warp Tour meets Rolling Loud is what we're going for. And as soon as we said Warp Tour meets Rolling Loud, that's the perfect agent. The agents started sending us like real hip hop submissions. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we got like super deep in it. We'd already confirmed two chains should be red, Ray Strummer. And I get a call, they're like, oh, is Khalifa really would like to play your festival? Do you have room? And I'm like, honestly, I can't because we already have the headliners. And then they're like, uh, Lil Wayne wants you to consider him for one of the other years. I'm like, what, what is happening? What like, is- <laughs> oh my like, God. How, how are these people like, I? it's weird. Like they, it gets, passed around so much like the images that these artists see it um but it kind of it kind of is like that like we pick a couple bands like for headliners and then you start building down from there and then um you get pitched a lot of like undercard stuff for like smaller opening acts and then from march april 2021 to now they become a lot bigger acts like when we first booked snot his new album wasn't out he hadn't collaborated with asap rocky like Mm -hmm. we knew he was starting to like sell out smaller rooms make a name for himself at rolling loud things like that but we had no idea like the momentum he was gonna get going into our festival like where he's at now like his monthly listeners have like tripled and the asap rocky collab and now he's touring with limp biscuit i love it that's another thing like that whole thing between like snot and fine snot like mm-hmm. going on and just like all the press he's been getting it's, it's great <laughs> yeah. yeah but yeah sure. i mean it's it's um it's like playing tetris and because you you book this artist and then you want this artist here but this artist thinks they should be here so then you move them over here where this artist is clearly bigger than them so they're okay being second and like then you kind of work your way down and um it, it's a lot of like shifting availability and things like that and um that's why you like book a festival starting like right now and then don't announce anything until the fall and hope that you know you have a final lineup but Mm -hmm. um we actually um like two hours ago we confirmed scary kids scaring kids holy shit play on saturday because we moved the ghost inside to saturday since parkway is gone and then um, Black Dahlia Murder dropped. So we were like, who would go good with like the other scene bands that we have that day? And we're like, let's mm-hmm. do Scary Kids, Scaring Kids. Yeah. And then obviously we announced Under Oath as a Sunday owner. And then it will be um, Under Oath, Alexis on Fire. Um, we announced We Came as Romans tomorrow. So We Came as Romans is the worst product. Um, and then down from there. So wow. everything is like super stacked like for me as a music fan like i love parkway drive set i love parkway drive they're obviously a huge band but for me personally on what i listen to having under oath close out the festival mm-hmm. with we came as romans alexis on fire double words product to me that's just like that's a, a that's a fantastic lineup dream. you know what i yeah. mean yeah so and that's the same day that I'm going to have to be running between Chase Atlantic, Black Bear, the main Mod Sun. Like, it's, just, it's literally like when people made their dream Warped Tour lineups, that's kind mm-hmm. of like what that day, that's kind of what the festival is, plus mm-hmm. like the hip hop aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Crazy. Oh my God, dude. It's insane. It's insane. <laughs> uh, so, what is your game plan for the day of? Are you planning on just kind of trying to hold everything together? Will you be running around <laughs> making sure everything goes smoothly? Or are you actually able to sit back and enjoy all your hard work, appreciate it, and actually watch the artist perform? 
So from like Wednesday to Monday, I probably like won't sleep. Um, we have a Wednesday night kickoff event and then we mm-hmm. have pre-parties on Thursday, mm-hmm. after parties each night. Mm-hmm. Um, it really just depends. Like if the weather is good, if tickets mm-hmm. have sold well, if artists are difficult, you'll catch me watching 50 artists in a day, like running from stage to stage with my schedule, like trying to catch everyone that I can. Mm -hmm. If there's weather issues, if there's security problems, if there's complications with an artist, like I may spend the entire day running around putting out fires. Um, I do have a really great team of people and I tell them all right before the festival starts that unless, you know, the building's on fire or like, something super insane is happening like try to handle things on your own um yeah. obviously don't don't like not tell me if something really bad is going on yeah. but mm-hmm. if it's something stupid like two chains wants another bottle or something like <laughs> handle it like, yeah, just like give, another bottle. give it to him we got two chains don't be like two chains if you're watching this you can have another bottle <laughs> two chains if you're watching we love this you two the podcast is the we're free when you're free by the way <laughs> Um, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like there, there's always going to be things that come up, but it's just like the level of importance. And, um, there's been a lot of festivals where like, usually the first day is the most stressful. And then after that, it's kind of like, everyone understands who they're working with, like Mm -hmm. who to call for certain things. And then like less and less gets put on me, but it's kind of a bummer that everything gets like, everyone gets in the groove by like the time the last band's on for the festival. And you're like, yeah, all right, well, next year we're going to do it all over again. Um, exactly but i do i do enjoy it like even on festivals we've had where like everything that can possibly go wrong from horrible ticket sales to bad weather or whatever like i still find a way to like enjoy the artists that i get to see and um even when i like get bummed out uh i'll just go on social media and like see all the positive things that people are saying about the event and like it's like possible as somebody that curates events to really be in a slump because at any given time you're going to see exactly what you need to see and usually that's like so what music festival is my first festival i can't wait to go again next year or like people reminding you that they met their fiance at the festival or whatever Uh like i got an email today of people asking if they can get married at the festival because they met at the festival and they never thought the festival was going to come back and now like they want to get married there and they're wondering how that is how that can work and just like I want to make that happen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. let's make that happen. At the festival where these people can get married. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's crazy. But like, I love the chaos of it. There's like almost this level of like post-festival depression where like you're not anxiously checking ticket counts. You're not anxiously looking at your phone. You're not like, mm-hmm. what, what, what should I be posting right now about the festival? Like you're just, it's over. Like your whole years worth of work is over and like you get bombed and then you're like okay well let's start on next year exactly. <laughs> yeah. Start all over. yeah i love that oh yeah <laughs> and i'm glad that everyone kind of gets their shit together by sunday which is like your day for the <laughs> festival the big yeah, one for right. you um so, try to make the last day my favorite hell yeah exactly uh so this question should be super super quick off the top of your head i want you to describe the festival for just anybody listening in three words as fast as you can mixed genre festival <laughs> there Perfect. you go yeah that's it that's it yep so where do you see the festival in the next six years since it'll be your 20th anniversary I'm old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> i mean honestly like 
I, I see us doing this festival in different markets, um, not in the uh, idea that most people have of like something that needs to replace work touring toward the country. I think there's select markets that we would do really well in. Um, we sell tickets, like aside from Texas, like our biggest markets, uh, Oklahoma is basically like our stepbrother. So it doesn't really matter. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> but aside from that, it's like, um, the Midwest, we get a ton of tickets from New York, Florida, California. So like doing something in one of those places, I would love to do this festival in Florida. I would love to do this festival somewhere in California or Vegas, like mm-hmm. Vegas, there's not the same tax implications as California and everyone in California will drive to Vegas. So it's like a better thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, California very expensive to do business there mm-hmm. in general it's expensive to do anything in california um yeah. same with new york but yeah i just i think that um we'll keep growing this festival and and not necessarily having it be like every year has to be pop punk metal and hip-hop it's mm-hmm. kind of like the direction that music's going like if we at some point decide that we want to have an edm stage we'll incorporate again if we want to you know have edm and hip-hop or like you know one of my favorite festivals is fun 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 fest and they were around for 10 years and they did a black stage which was metal they had a blue stage that was like hip-hop and like poppy indie Mm -hmm. um then they had uh an edm stage and then they had a comedy stage so that was always really cool um everything about it was just like literally fun like that's what was mm-hmm. called fun fun fun, fun. Like, it was, mm-hmm. that was one of those festivals where like you go from seeing two kids <laughs> two, <laughs> two chains to uh the blood brothers to refused and then like back to like explosions in the sky playing instrumental music like it was always a really cool event to go to so um that's kind of like what we'd like to evolve into i'd love to do different markets um We'd love to continue staying independent or partner with another independent company. Um, we've always had those conversations with like Live Nations and AEGs and like those big corporate companies. And like, it's just not our brand. Like yeah. we, we would have to sacrifice like who we are to do that. And also like, they want you to focus on like one thing and I'm a crazy person and I do a million different things. So I couldn't just be a talent buyer where like my day is over at seven o'clock because I'm not getting any more emails. Like I just... I love to do a bunch of different things. Like, like wearing my record label <laughs> t-shirt for third string records right now. Like, yeah, it's a whole other thing. Always got to stay busy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for the last couple of questions, we're going to shift completely away from your festival and go straight to death row. Boom. So, if you're on death row, what would your last <laughs> meal be with a drink? Ribs. <laughs> okay. Ribs. Okay. And what are you washing? And what are you drinking? man that's hard i literally <laughs> i drink vodka soda but that's like not a good last drink i think a really uh a really good old-fashioned okay okay right. perfect perfect so if you could live in one fictional world for a week where would you live star wars any other world in star wars star wars that's good the, that's the cantina the cantina scene i would just live in the cantina scene I would be That's the weird. promoter for the Cantina band. I love life. that. I love that for you. Yeah. Oh my God. All They'd right. be the biggest band in the universe after <laughs> after the week. Yeah. True. Yeah. 
Um, so I've now asking the last question, and every single person we've spoken to has said that it is the most important question. What's your favorite color? Purple. Purple? You have a specific <laughs> shade of purple? I just, I remember uh, when I was in high school, I had this purple shirt. It wasn't like bright purple and it wasn't dark purple. It was just in between. Mm-hmm. And uh, my mom would always be like, that shirt is so, looks so good on you. And then I go to school with like the most confidence. I was like, talk to the prettiest girl. And yeah. she still wouldn't talk to me. But like, oh. <laughs> it was worth the shot, man. <laughs> worth the shot. Like, I, it, was, it was like my senior, like <laughs> not my senior, but it was like one of my, school pictures that year and like everything and like I, I don't know I just always loved the, the color and like it it's kind of like a uh before it's time thing for me because I was like very much like I'm gonna claim purple when like mm-hmm. it wasn't like cool for guys to say they like purple I was like yeah. I'm gonna be a guy that likes purple I don't care yeah. what, you, what are you gonna say or, like I, I was the same height I am now which is 5'11 when I was in middle school so like Come say that's my favorite. You know, exactly. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Trendsetter. It's always been my favorite color. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. All right. Love that. Um, so as I said, that's all the questions we have today. Is there anything that you would like to plug? Um, Just the festival. I mean, come out just so at Music Festival. If you see me running around, say hi. Um, you can follow the festival on all social media. It's so at Music Fest. You can follow me. I retweet myself enough that you'll find me very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. Perfect. Uh, Well, thank you for now. This has been Mike Zemer, and we have been the Good Noise Podcast.